0: Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. A
0: new week is upon us and a lot has happened. We've had two game weeks happen since we last spoke. Um, So we're going to, we got some things things to talk about. Um, We know we've been relatively long-winded the last couple of weeks, we're going to, we're gonna try to be efficient, but uh, we are covering words. two game weeks here. Um, <laughs> we are week. covering two. We are covering two game weeks last week. Um, yeah. Here, so so hopefully, hopefully we don't we don't go on for too long. Anyways, um, yeah, so let's get started. So we're gonna start with the Premier League match week four,
1: if you can believe that. Um, already, I don't know why it feels like it shouldn't be, that, but um let us begin and as usual I need to pull up all the games because I never do that um so there were on Saturday I think a lot of games a lot of games and probably the three notable games that we're really going to discuss
0: um Um, but let's let's run through the scores of the ones that we're not really going to talk about um real quick um Manu beat Southampton 1-0 um another decent performance from them sort of coming off their Liverpool win. Everton-Brentford tied 1-1. Um, Brighton beat Leeds 1-0. It was a tough game for Leeds. Um, Chelsea beat Leicester 2-1. Um, and that brings us to um, the liverpool board myth game. Do you have initial, which I'm sure you all know, but Liverpool won 9-0, um, which is... Equals the record for the largest defeats in um, Premier League history.
1: Yeah, I did not watch this game. I feel like it was like partially going on while Arsenal was going on. And then mm-hmm. by the time Arsenal finished, I didn't feel like watching the rest of this when it was like 7 0 mm-hmm. or whatever it ended up being. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I will say everyone like a week and a half ago was like, oh my God, is Liverpool like, you know, gonna be a yeah. problem team of the season? Again, it is Bournemouth that they're playing so whatever but I think it is a bit of a point to be made that they are not maybe as in trouble it's as definitely the they were.
0: but it this is definitely I think
1: some minds of Liverpool fans at least
0: yeah I think this is definitely a response from their first three weeks in the sense that they did they had two draws and then a loss to Man U who were not looking super hot so I think this is definitely a uh, no, we're still here. We can still beat the teams that we should beat and we can beat them by a lot. Um, we'll talk more about Liverpool um, when we talk about the game week five games um, in a minute or two. But um, yeah, I think this was just sort of a statement when they, I think, probably got a little bit of a fire lit under them after the Man U game. And this is just what came of it. So, I mean, like you said, it's Bournemouth. I, I don't anticipate Liverpool be doing this to very many teams um, but it, it is just sort of a, we're still here. We're still Liverpool. Yeah. Don't write us off. We're still in the title chase. Top
1: four I chase, will whatever. say one of the
0: most notable things about this game though, is that with nine goals on Liverpool, there was not a single goal or assist from Mo Salah. Yes. I saw um, that as well. Um, which if you're, if I'm a Liverpool fan is, concerning i i it's there's two sides to the coin right it depends on how you look at it you can look at it go as Mosala is our guy he's been our guy for years he's not scoring that's a problem sure. and i think that's not necessarily a bad take but on the flip side you could also look at it and going Mosala is our guy he's he he's our guy he's not scoring but we still scored nine goals we didn't need him to score exactly. so i think it kind of just depends on how you look at it yeah. I, I do think that you want Liverpool is going to want Mo Salah to be playing better than he is right now. I will say the couple of times I've watched Liverpool play this year, he has not stood out to me um, in any way. So I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know what's going on there, but um, I guess we'll just see whether it's a slump or if he's he's just don't, don't got it anymore. I don't know. We'll see. And we'll see whether, like, the other players for Liverpool can maintain some consistency so that it doesn't matter or or it will end up mattering. We'll see. But I just think it's worth noting in that in those nine goals, no contributions from Stella.
1: Yes. All right, you want to move on um, to City-Crystal-Palace? As someone who yeah. was in an Arsenal game during this time, I thought it was funny when on the top of my screen it was, like, Palace up. to City 2-0. And I was like, ooh, ha-ha-ha. Fully expecting yeah, really so, for city to come back because I feel like city tends to do
0: this to themselves. City, the um, but city, city had, had a gone. Before, so. Yeah, so city, uh, city likes to to let the opposition get their hopes up a little bit. Yeah, sometimes. Um, and it, yeah, that's okay. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> we go into halftime two 0 down and. I was annoyed. I was like, "Again, we're doing we're doing this shit again," Um, because obviously, last the week before was a a similar sort of scenario. But at the end of the day, I was not all that. that Probably weren't that nervous. I Um, mean, like, yeah. The thing is, because again, city has done this a lot. It's again one of those double edged swords where city has done this often. To the point where that should be concerning, except they have not lost any of the games where they've done it. Right, they at least come back to draw, which is good. But also, we should stop doing that. Um, so it's sort of you know a double edged sword. But of course, you saw, um, and I will say about the goals that Crystal Palace scored, both of them were off of corner kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is something to be said, and I and Pep actually said it after the game um, that that's something that's a defensive vulnerability. I think it's one of their their only sort of vulnerabilities is those sort of set pieces, um, and so I imagine it will be something that Pep is already and will continue to drill them at. Um, yeah, but both goal both Crystal Palace goals came off of um of of set pieces, um. But yeah, um, and then a second half hat trick from Holland did, yeah. the, did the trick. That's really all there is to it. Yeah, um,
1: um okay. I will say you're looking good, um, as you're somehow my team's
0: biggest rival at the moment, which is Holland is, uh, Holland is definitely off the mark. We'll talk about him again in a minute or two, but um, yeah, three a second half hat trick from him and a Uh, Contributing goal from Bernardo Silva Uh, did the did the trick. Got City three points and off we go to Arsenal.
1: Off we go to Arsenal in classic Arsenal fashion, per usual. Dominate the game, go down, and then somehow we actually came back to win. Um, Any Arsenal fans listening will probably remember probably last season. If we go down a goal to a team like Fulham, who we should be beating, um, we would lose. So I will say. I am happy to see Arsenal fight back. They scored nearly immediately after Fulham scored. Um, The Fulham goal was a bad... uh, Gabriel, our center back, was pickpocketed and basically just like gave the ball up to their striker right in front of the goal. He did score the second goal to lead us to the win, though, so that was a good recovery on his part. Um, I think Arsenal... And I can talk about this a little bit more when we talk about week five, but they have a lot of ball possession. They're playing very pretty football at the moment. They are. They're they're missing like that, like deadly, not all of them, like Gabriel Jesus definitely is. But I think some of them are missing that deadly instinct in front of the goal. Like, I think sometimes they just need to shoot when they're in the final third. I think that sometimes they hesitate a little bit too long to try and get the next perfect pass instead of just going for it. Because we see when they have a little bit more urgency and like we have to score, they definitely
0: push a little bit harder to try and shoot. Um, I think that sounds a lot like um, the city of a couple of years ago. So we used to have the same problem um, where Aguero was like their only guy who had that sort of killer instinct um, in the box who wanted to, he got the ball he wanted to shoot. Um, And that is something that I think sometimes it just develops over time. Um, So we'll see. I'm not worried about
1: it um, considering we obviously won this game against Fulham and um, have a very young team who are clearly ready to learn, especially from Jesus. So I'm not worried about it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just something to think about. I would also like to notably mention for us men's national team fans that Robinson looked very good in this game going up against Saka. I feel like you texted me about this. I was though annoyed as an Arsenal fan. I think that, U.S. Men's National Team fans should be feel very, very positive about how uh-huh. Robinson not only in this game but the entire season. But he was Agreed. really able to keep keep up with Saka, and clearly Saka is one of the best wingers in the world, probably. So I would be feeling pretty confident about um, his. Him uh, I do
0: just want to give a shout while we're talking about U.S. Men's National Team, um or I suppose pose a question to you. Um, Do you think that given Fulham's performance at the end of last season and the beginning of this in the Premier League, that Tim Ream should be back in the conversation?
1: I texted you this because I was like, where has he been? And I was like,
0: I don't think we've discussed him at all. Because he hasn't been in the conversation. He hasn't hasn't really been in the conversation Um, at all because he's like 34, 35. He's he's in his older, up there in age. And he's been it playing just, for Fulham and hasn't really been notable. But the way that Fulham looking, looking right good, now, like. But like he also has been playing very well, and mm-hmm.
1: maybe him and Robin, like if him and Robinson have a connection in the back, exactly. I honestly am like, he should. I think I don't like, think that that is harmed, especially with such a young team to have some stability in the back, having two players who play together all season. I don't
0: think it's a bad he's, thing. He's captaining Fulham, is he not? I think so. I really I think so so I I don't know I I don't know I I I do I just why I texted you yeah I don't feel strong I will say I personally don't feel strongly about it if he's not on the roster I will not be like oh no I can't believe Burr didn't put him on the roster yeah but I would not be surprised if we see him if he continues on in this sort of form in the next you know month or so I would not be surprised no Um, I wouldn't be either um that's all. I that's all i have to say about that. Yeah. Just no. To, it's, it's it's on the radar now. To keep our
1: eyes open in the future, but he definitely is having a very good start to the season right now. Um,
0: moving, moving along. All right. To we're gonna move on. Sunday's games. Yes. Um, West Ham finally got a win over Aston Villa and a goal, first goal of the season and a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Okay, West Ham. Um, Wolves <laughs> Newcastle drew one one and Spurs beat Nottingham Forest 2-0. Um. Nothing particularly notable about any of those other than it's West Ham's first goal of the season. I will say Most...
1: Wolves-Newcastle, which is the game I watched, was quite entertaining. Like, it was a very fun game um, to watch just, like, two teams kind of just going at it. Um, I so. did not watch any of the Sunday Premier League oh. games. I was
0: sleeping off Um, over.
1: Good. Um, but just wanted to note that that um, I think Wolves and Newcastle are both two – Seemingly entertaining teams to watch the season um, mm-hmm. if you kind of just mm-hmm. want to watch a game. Um, and that is what we've got for week four, but moving directly into match week five because we have midweek games this week because the oh, yeah. League really
0: loves us. Um, starting we through just... Tuesday games, um, yep. do you want to run through the scores again? Uh, Brentford Crystal Palace was 1 1. I will say, just as a note here, I did not watch, I watched almost none of these games. I watched the last about 15 minutes of Leeds Everton, but that was it. Um, so Crystal Palace Brentford was one one. Fulham beat Brighton two to one. Southampton beat Chelsea two to one. So Chelsea dropped points again. Um, again. Not super cute for Chelsea. Um, not not a great look. Tuchel had some not very complimentary things to say about his own team. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's up with Tuchel, but he there seems to be something. Something to be honest off. with with his comments after the game, and he was like, "We're not hard to." I think he said, "We're not hard to beat right now," something like yeah. that. Yes. Um, I don't necessarily have problem with coaches being critical of their own teams yeah. in the media. Yeah. As long as they're not throwing individual players under the bus, which I don't think he did. No. I do not personally have a problem with him saying we're not hard to beat right now. Mm. Frankly, it's true. It is true. Um, it's very true. So, um I do actually just want have one other thing to say about South- Southampton Chelsea. Um and that is that I th- I actually can't remember if it was the Southampton Chelsea game or the Leicester Chelsea game, um, but one of the- I think it was Southampton. Um, apparently, Christian um, Pulisic walked straight off the pitch. Um, he did not like applaud the the traveling fans or whatever, um, and people were were pissy about that on Twitter. Which you I okay fair enough. I mean I I mean, understand. I, I, understand. Um, I would be too probably. But I think, I think sort of in the sort of Christian Pulisic, you know, men's national team conversation, one, I'm seeing a lot more people on Twitter um, comment that perhaps Pulisic is not the Lord and savior of American soccer, which I've been saying for, a probably if you've been listening throughout. to this
1: podcast, we've um, been saying for quite some time, but, but I
0: think more, more seriously on sort of a, in a more, Pulisic is not getting game time. He's clearly frustrated it very much seemed like he wanted to leave. We're now 25 minutes from the, at the time of this recording, we are 25 yeah. minutes from the transfer deadline. Um, he's not going anywhere he's not before the world cup and he is not happy about it. No. Um, and I think that's fair for him to not be happy about it. I think he's, oh, yeah. I think he's stayed at Chelsea uh, for a long enough period of time that no one can accuse him of not making a go of it. Um, and not and and whether it's because he hasn't been given the chance or he just hasn't performed as well as he should or, or whatever the reason is he's not playing. Um, even if it's because he's just not good enough to play in this Chelsea team, which I would argue I don't think is necessarily true right now, given the state of this Chelsea team. But um, he's not getting on the field. It's a World Cup year. Um, he wants to play. He needs to play. They wouldn't even. He needs to play, and they wouldn't even send him out on loan somewhere. So, and I think he's got to be aware enough that with the types of performances his colleagues at the U.S. Men's National Team are getting, almost everybody else in Europe is in a position where they're playing regularly. Yeah. And particularly when one of his really like chief rivals for a position is Brendan Aronson. Yeah, who's playing
1: every week. Who's playing
0: 90 minutes every week and is an unquestioned starter and is playing well very well that's got to be concerning for 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 sake um and yeah I you can understand his frustration with the club um not even loaning him out somewhere for half the season no um so you can understand his frustration we'll Maybe Tuchel we'll hopes develops. that he's
1: going to be like a. Like I think that maybe they're just trying to keep their options open, Chelsea, right now. Maybe they think that they yeah. can use him, but then that means they should try and use him,
0: which they yeah. haven't. Been. But, well, so that's the thing, right? Is like to if see Chelsea's going to use him, they haven't been using him, so it's sort of like what's going to happen there. We'll we'll see, but it's just something see. to keep an eye on. Um, something notable there. Um, Leeds tied Everton one one. Um. I will say I only watched the last 15 minutes or so um, Jack Harrison did look, seemed like he had a, an off game um, yeah. from what the commentators were saying and what I saw from the last, he just sort of like, his touch wasn't quite on. His passes weren't quite hitting where he wanted them to be, um, which was really the only real notable thing in the, I will say like in the last 15 minutes, leads were definitely pushing for for the game winner. Um, I know Brendan Aronson had an assist on their on the leads goal. Yeah yeah um well, there was only one one. Um, so oh, I know Brendan Aronson yeah, had yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. had the assist on the goal. Um, I, and I will say Brendan Aronson got subbed off um before I started watching. So I think he got subbed off. I think it was fairly I think it's fairly late in the game, but there was still, you know fifteen, ten, fifteen minutes left or something like that um for Dan James. um and i I do think it was noticeable that Aronson was not there. the mm. The energy in the press was not quite there um I don't blame Marsh for taking him off I mean when you're playing this many games in this I was gonna say you have to guys just can't play 90 minutes every single game yeah so but I do think um when you're pushing for a game winner goal against um it did it did probably I think it was noticeable that he was not on the field particularly with Harrison not playing his best games um but yeah I will that's all I have to say about that
1: Cool. Shall we shall we to the Wednesday games? To the Wednesday games. Um, so I only watched the Arsenal game. Um I only it,
0: watched the city, the city game.
1: So let's just say Bournemouth Wolves tied 0-0. Um yep. and West Which Ham is, and Spurs tied 1-1.
0: I will say about Bournemouth Wolves. Um, Bournemouth are probably fairly pleased with that off of a nine-nothing. And um, their coach getting sacked. Their before, coach the getting or, uh,
1: before the game i think that happened
0: mm-hmm. um their coach getting sacked in a nine nothing defeat um
1: which not a is, bad turn against wolves honestly, uh yeah
0: wolves think. is a good team so i think a zero yeah. zero draw. bournemouth is probably probably happy to get a point from there yeah. um yeah west ham spurs one one a good result for west ham who've been struggling at the start of this season it seems like they're maybe starting to finally find their groove a little bit yeah um against the Spurs team. So um always, we're all you and I are both always happy to see Spurs drop points. Uh um, yeah. You wanna talk Arsenal, or you want me to talk city?
1: I'll talk Arsenal. Um Arsenal one two one against Aston Villa. Five for five. Don't know what to do with myself. Um any Arsenal fan probably understands that we're in uh surprising territory, honestly. Um scary and uh most likely uh we're going to return to our arsenal fan feelings of feeling like we aren't very good soon, but you never know staying (laughs) optimistic for as long as possible. Um, I will say we were up one Oh at half. Um, We had a fantastic first 45 minutes again. Mm -hmm. Back to what I was saying before, we only got one goal out of it. I think it could have Mm -hmm. been three or four easily. Some things were unlucky, you know, whatever. I mean, it happens in games, Um, Mm -hmm. but we were kind of rolling. Um, Another example yeah, of that lack of
0: killer instinct there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first goal was a Gabriel Jesus' goal. I'm not saying that, like.
0: No, yeah, but I know I you mean. Like, they're just. They're not at the level there. Of, of. It's just everything but the finishing is there. Yeah. From and I mean, like, sometimes just not everybody... it feels like
1: we are able to. These past two games just have felt like a little bit of a slog. The second half definitely felt like that. I mean, Credit to Aston Villa, they pushed really hard, um, and their goal um, was, like, a direct-off corner kick. Um, uh-huh. Oh, I saw that. That was yeah. nasty. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, their player was kind of screening Ramsdale a little bit, but it's not – it was not. It couldn't be called a foul, in my opinion, I don't think. Like, Ramsdale wanted a I foul, but – I just I didn't, didn't think that anything is about that. It was. I just
0: saw, I just saw the kick. Like, I don't think anyone
1: it. thought that it was, it, was a a a, it, was it was a hell of I didn't. It was nice. <laughs> it's like a second one. I think he did it last last week or something too. Anyway, wow. um, but um, for all of that and all of my annoyance at Arsenal, of course, for having the game get tied and them having dominated the game, um, they come back and score like two minutes later, three minutes later, and what's becoming classical Arsenal um, fashion I'm not a fan of it, but um, I will say it is very it's another nice. another good response from them. It's a very nice fact that we've had multiple games like this that last season we would not have won. It, they would not have been these results. We wouldn't have even been close to have such a response. And having that, even though we put ourselves in that position, is almost better in my mind early in the season so that we like have belief that we can do those types of things. I would say pretty happy about that.
0: Yeah. I would say one of the biggest differences from last season's Arsenal to this season's Arsenal is that kind of response to that. It seems like the last couple of years when Arsenal would start a game well and then they'd give up a goal or they wouldn't start a game well and they'd, you know, go down a goal or two, they just crumbled. There was no sort of recovery. Um, And that's clearly not the case with this Arsenal team. So that's, that's an improvement that I'm sure, um, y'all are nice. y'all are happy to see quite happy uh,
1: um yeah T- first place though. scary very scary but um uh, looking forward to the next games um
0: do you want to talk about city next yeah okay. um not a whole lot to say uh here uh city beat nottingham forest six nothing um in true city fashion city looked really really good um city looked fantastic it was a first half hat trick from holland um in about 38 minutes first 38 minutes he scored a hat trick and it was a perfect hat trick a right foot left foot header um classic I, I think a lot of this um a, and i just want to say i think the holland thing he's done exactly what i thought he was gonna do which is he he's got a high work rate He's got good off the ball movement and he gets into the spaces to tap the ball into the net. And that's what city was lacking, right? Is those, those trash collector sort of like, just get the ball in the back of the net kind of goals was what city didn't have before. Now he's doing that. And he's got nine goals in five games, um, which is a premier league record. By the way, he is the fastest player to get two premier league hat tricks by about 15 games. I think it's 16 games. Actually, it took him five games to get two hat tricks. The next person took 21 games. Um, to get two hat-tricks. So right. uh, Holland is as Holland does. Like, um, But it continued into the second half. And I do, there's a couple interesting things, actually, that happened in this City game. Yeah. One was that De Bruyne was being rested, um, which I was clearly not about. Um, yeah. But what was interesting about De Bruyne being rested is that Alvarez played alongside Holland. And they were almost playing a 4-4-2. Uh, you they texted
1: me that and i was they like didn't oh lol line
0: <laughs> up they didn't line up as a 442 they lined up as a 433 with foden on, on the front line with yeah. um with holland and alvarez but he very quickly, quickly dropped and bernardo silva shifted out to where it was really Gundwan and rodri it was really a four man midfield of foden and bernardo on the wings with bernardo and rodri are um sorry, yeah. with Gundwan yeah. and Rodri yeah, 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 in yeah. the middle. It it was interesting. And I and I think it worked really well. Uh, Holland and, and Alvarez both are really intelligent m- m- off the ball movement, have really intelligent off the ball movement. Um and Alvarez in particular, um, who scored a second half brace, um I think has been Alvarez has been very overshadowed by Holland and I think that's yes completely fair Fair considering all fair enough but I think if all things considered that's very fair Holland has obviously scored nine goals of course he's ridiculous ridiculous of of course he's the you know the title of the article the headliner (laughs) but Alvarez is Alvarez if if you are looking at players and you are just watching the way they play Alvarez is really, really, really good. And I think what's really interesting about seeing him play alongside Holland is how much his movement disrupts defenses and makes space for Holland. Um, And both of his goals were very nice. He's got very nice finishing. Um, He's got very nice touch to sort of settle the ball into him and finish it. Um, He just is, he's really good. Um, he's a different type of forward to Holland of of the completely, he's a more traditional, I would say like pep forward, um, in that he's like a smaller, more compact technical player, but I think pep has found, and whether this is pep finding a way or they just click or they're just adaptable players like that. I expect that we will see them play alongside of each other. Um, I was a little bit concerned coming into this season that Alvarez was going to get very little playing time, um, because Holland. But I am no longer really that concerned about it. I think that – and realistically, they're, they're both 22 years old, I think. Um, yeah, something so like they're, they're young guys. And I think what's nice about guys like Holland, Alvarez, and Foden is they're all 22. Um, and they can all play significantly more minutes than Kevin De Bruyne, who's 32. Right. Um, or 31, however old he is, you know, in his 30s, um, there. He, they can play significantly more minutes than him. So when we're talking about this, you know, that's going to be, I think that's something that's going to come into play. Um, and of course, after after Holland's goals yesterday, um, everyone was like, oh my God, can you imagine he's going to get six weeks of rest while everyone else is playing in the World Cup? Um, <sighs> sad. <laughs> it's so sad. Um, but Anyway, I, I think that the just sort of um everyone everyone who was talking smack about um, Holland taking time to settle into the Premier League has clearly been been, been it's done. Shut up. He's he settled. <laughs> he's been settled. It's, it's done. He's there, good. it took he's, five, he's took doing five good. games. Yeah. Um fine. I also think um Foden has I definitely think Foden has settled into the season. I think he struggled. All right, struggled is a strong word, but for him he struggled. Um, the first couple of games, finding his rhythm. I, he looks like he's found it now. He's playing really well. He's assisting Holland. Um, I think um, it was actually funny. I don't know if you saw the clip of the two of them on the bench after they'd both been subbed off. Um, no. They've got a... Looks like they got a low bromance going. Um, oh, God. Well, you're yeah, be which sufferable is, then. <laughs> which is terrible for everyone else, um, given that they're, you know, chances are they're going to play together for the next five years-ish, um, give or take. But... Anyway, it's nice to see that Um, it was a, it was a good, it was a good one from city. Happy with it. Um, I will say though, no, um, like nothing to take away from city's win, but it really looked like Nottingham forest were resigned to their fate from the very beginning. Um, They they certainly didn't city played city looked excellent and played really, really well. Do not get me wrong, but Nottingham forest really did not put up much of a fight. Um, they definitely seemed resigned to their fate from from pretty early on. Yeah. Um which would be a little bit disappointing if you're you're not a Forest fan, but definitely.
1: Um do you want to let's wrap up uh match week 5 with some Liverpool Newcastle. Newcastle. Okay, so uh, Liverpool, Liverpool wins 2-1, but
0: there is a there's a little controversy, controversy going on. Um and obviously of course, I'm a well-documented Liverpool hater, so you can take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, but I i think i have some not specific liverpool hater points about this um and this is with full, full are we keeping this within recognition. 10 minutes or not no I'm just joking yeah yeah full recognition of the fact that i did not watch the game um i did not I either it, so um i watched i was working from home so I, I watched the city game and then i went back to doing work i did not watch the end of the Liverpool. Game. we are responsible um, adults that is what we are <laughs> Back on my teams answering emails. Um, but I will say this: um, Liverpool scored the game winner at ninety plus eight. There were only five minutes of added time. Now, yes, that is a. It's always a minimum. The added time on is always a minimum, right? It's a minimum of five minutes. Um, and evidently. Newcastle was doing a fair bit of time wasting. That being said, I find it very difficult to believe that they did three minutes worth of time wasting in those first five minutes. Um, I, I I don't know. I can't that say for a sure. A lot of ex-
1: like an exorbitant but amount
0: that's of, a time lot of time wasting for it to add up to three minutes. So three minutes, yeah. I, I I struggle with that a little bit, having not watched, even having, like, but again, having not watched the game, I don't know. Maybe they did something ridiculous. I don't Maybe know. Maybe there was an injury, like, I, mm. I don't know, I don't know. I will say, though, that given that people are talking about it on both sides of it, yeah, it's hard to believe that that there was really genuine a genuine three minutes should have been added on additionally to those five. But I will say this. Klopp was calling it karma after the game. Liverpool fans are calling it karma. Everybody's calling it karma for for Newcastle's time-wasting. I hate that shit. Um, I hate hearing people complain about time-wasting. And we talked about it, I think, in the spring. um, When Thierry Henry said it, I believe, with Champions League coverage. And he said, why are we talking about time-wasting? Right, Everybody does it. And I think that is still the case, right? Mm -hmm. And I forget who he was talking about that in that case, but I think everybody who complains about the opposing team's time-wasting is somewhere on the spectrum from idiot to hypocrite because you're either stupid enough to think that your team doesn't do it or you know that your team does it and you only care when the other team does it. Like, had Liverpool been... Two one up going into the five minutes of extra time they would have been wasting the hell out of all the time like and and city city does the same thing like it's not it is a tactic guys youth soccer fucking does this shit like i did this shit at 10 so, years old you learned how to do soccer. it
1: like the first second like, you were told okay like, if like you're, the you're up and up, if you're you up and there's time. five
0: minutes if you you're go up and there's really five minutes, slowly. take your time with the throw-in. Um, As a goalie, goalkeeper, the goalkeeper is hold on fall the down. Ball. Really when you down, hold the ball. Hold to the ball. Fall, when you cool. catch the ball, fall over. It's oh, yeah. take it to the corner. Like um, kick it off the other team and then take your time with the, like this is part of the game. It's a tactical part of the game. You yeah. make additional subs. Your coach is gonna make substitutions. So it takes longer. Like. This happens from youth soccer all the way up to the professional leagues. So like, if you get fouled, take a while getting up. Like, it's it, draw the foul, take a while getting up. This is tactics. Whether or not you think it's right is a whole different conversation. The reality is, that's how everybody plays when you're up and you're you're trying to run down the clock. Everybody runs down the clock. Every single team from youth soccer, from youth girls soccer in the suburbs of Philadelphia to the Premier League, everybody runs down the clock to the Champions League. Everybody does it. So I And you're happy when your team does it. Like have, I'm relieved when my your team is wasting does time. a good job of taking it to the corner and possessing it in the corner, or you take a good time fucking around with the throw-in. Like you're you're not mad about it when your own team does it. And I get it. It's frustrating when the other team does it I've had it done to team to my team like I, it's it's frustrating but I think complaining about it makes you look stupid it makes you look like you don't it makes you even look like a hypocrite like I think Klopp sounds like a hypocrite yeah maybe. if he's like running around bitching about time wasting I think you I think if you're a professional you sound like a hypocrite. Or you sound like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, if you're on Twitter bitching about time-wasting, you are you sound like you're uneducated, like that you don't watch enough soccer, that you don't know what you're talking about. And so I, that's my, my issue, honestly, isn't even with Liverpool scoring a game-winning goal, like after they realistically, maybe the game should have been over. Because again, I didn't watch it. I, I don't know. Maybe they should have gotten the three extra minutes, right? I don't know. And I'm not going to say they should or they shouldn't have without having sat there and watched the extra time. Yeah, I just think that Liverpool fans sound like clowns. Yeah, but talking when do you about think it, they being don't karma sound like time. clowns. Let's be they honest do. here. Don't I you always do say
1: that.
0: <laughs> I they do frequently sound like clowns. But I think, but I also think like there are pundits talking about this too, where I'm like, you guys sound oh, yeah. like clowns. Yeah. Like I'm not just talking about the idiots on Twitter because there's always idiots on Twitter. Like professional people who do this professionally I, I I think again going back to what Thierry Henry said in this why are we talking about it nobody because should be Liber- talking about
1: you know why we're talking about it be probably because all the Liverpool people know they shouldn't have had the three minutes and they need to try and like justify it and justify their win so they're talking and maybe that's
0: it. the case maybe that's the case anyway yeah. I just moral of the story all this to say I'm sick and tired of hearing about hearing people complain about the other team time wasting your team does it my team does it everybody and their mother does it um and i'm not just it's not only obviously Liverpool fans that complain about it fans do it all the time there are city fans that complain about time everybody does does it it. oh yeah i think you need to be very careful about how you're complaining about time wasting so that you don't sound like a hypocrite or an idiot because your team time time wastes too
1: All right. um, Well, with that, we wrap up match week five. um, And uh, we, I mean, there's not much that, I don't think there's much to say about the upcoming match week six this coming weekend or anything. um, But we will be with you next week to talk about that. um we do want to move now into just our around Europe section which I've started calling it on our agenda because I have nothing else to say um mm-hmm. Kat and I both watched well I only watched part of you watched all of a Barca
0: game for the first time this season
1: um, this was this is thoughts? the first
0: time I've sat down and watched a full 90 minutes I've I've watched Barca games off and on but generally I I have not like intentionally gone. I'm gonna watch the Barca game today. Sat down before it started. Watched the full ninety minutes, and then like took time out of my day, like set aside time specifically to do it. This is the first time I've done that in a while, um, and I'm not mad that I did. Bars looked very good. I Barca agree. looked very good. Yeah, the, Which is, nice, the other... is a nice relief from yeah last year. All the, all the all the all behind the scenes drama aside, this Barca team looks. Very good. Yeah, Lewandowski is continues to be I mean, doing as he does. As he and does, Poppy looks great. Dembele is looking really good. Per- Pedri still looks Pedri. Great. Yeah. Um, everybody, Gabby? everybody, Wait, looks good. yeah. gabi looks good. Everybody looks good. They look good. They look good, which is nice to see. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to say other than that. Other than I, think I mean, they it was a probably- team. They were playing a team that they should have beat soundly and they beat them soundly. I think we'll probably talk hopefully in a
1: little bit more detail, probably once Champions League starts. um, Yeah. And there's just, you know, more games, but just maybe games that we feel like watching more. Um,
0: Um, Just popping over to the Bundesliga real quick. Bayern did tie this weekend. Byron yes. dropped points for the first time. Oh, I actually
1: um, have something to say about this. The Gladbach goalie made like uh, an insane amount of saves, like 18 saves or something in this game. Like some, like he was insane. So yeah. good job to him for keeping it a 1-1 tie um, because he he apparently had a monster of a
0: game um, yeah. and looked very impressive. Yeah. So so Byron did drop their first points of the season. So there is not a single team. I think there's very few, um, there's, there's not a team in the Bundesliga teams. that stays perfect. That oh, I was going to say, there's only
1: like three teams left being perfect in all of Europe. And I only know yeah. this because Arsenal is one of them, but I couldn't
0: tell you who the other two are. So I apologize. Um, but yeah, so nobody in the Bundesliga stays perfect. Bayern is still top of the league, but um, on goal differential over Union Berlin. Um, but Freiburg, Hoppenheim, and Dortmund are both sitting, sitting pretty right behind. Um, with you know just a point behind. So obviously it's very early, four games in. But um Byron did did drop their first points of the season. worth uh, yeah. noting. And for once for once Dortmund. Dortmund like to do this thing where every time Byron drops points they also they drop do. points. But they didn't um, for once for once uh for Dortmund once did they got that. their they won. act together and just they not. won their game. Good they job. Their game. Good job. <laughs> yeah. So um Although interestingly enough um Bayern does play Union you know, Berlin this weekend. Okay. Um, who What's is that? they are the only two teams who neither of them have lost a game. Oh. Yet. They have okay. they're both they have the same meta points they're uh, three wins and a draw each. Um, nice. So they we will have probably unless they tie an undisputed leader of the of the Bundesliga. Cool. Um, next so week. So obviously well that's just worth noting in in Bundesliga news. Um yeah, they we'll do discuss play next team. week.
1: All right, so moving on, I know we mentioned kind of before, I guess I guess it's officially done now, the transfer window. Um, yeah, it has, officially ended, talking, we've it has officially ended. While we have been talking, it has officially ended. There were a couple of notable things that we had kind of written down, and then there was a lot of other things that are, you know, it's sometimes a little bit hard to, like, cipher through some of this. Um, as we were talking about the U.S. men's national team earlier, um, it is mm-hmm. important to note that Sergio Dest, I think on loan, is going to Milan ac i believe that's but i think there's a buyout of some sort at the end of the season if yeah i do think it's like one of those like loan to buy things yeah um Um, which honestly good he's not playing in barcelona i like he's not getting enough playing time in barcelona i think he will play at milan though granted i haven't watched milan at all this season so i don't fully
0: know but i mean i think he's 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 got a better he's got a better look at playing. From I also all don't think he would necessarily
1: stuff. make a move to a team where he didn't think he was going to be playing. Cause I think everyone's I mind is I need to be playing before the world cup. So um, yep. happy to see that. Um, and we might get Des versus McKinney very soon. I don't know when they play. Um, I wrote down uh, a Kanjita to city solely because I thought you might have something to say about it, but um, I um, do have
0: a little bit, not a ton. Um, he's a center back, which, you know, we've had our, we have three very good center backs, City does. Um, but it's nice to have a fourth, um, particularly because they are now saying Laporte is expected to be out until October, probably. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, okay. Which is bad news for City, but I think probably also bad news for Spain as well um, that he will not have a ton of playing time before the World Cup. But yeah. he should be back you he, he should be back before the world cup, but just will not have been back It'll for be very long. Happens, um, I expect yeah. he'll still be on the Spanish roster, but nonetheless, um, I also, what I what it would, really honestly I like about a is that he's fast. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about Diaz, LaPorte and stones by and large. Um, and none of them are like super slow, but none of them are fast. Mm. Um, a is fast. Um, so that's nice. Um, we'll see how, how he fits in, um, and sort of sort of where, where that goes from there. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the signing. I think a center back is probably the best place for us to have made a signing. Um, the only place that would, they really needed anybody. Um, and I like adding a different type of center back. Um, he's decent with the ball, which is what he needs to be, um, and he's played with Holland before, obviously. Um, right. And he's fast. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see how he fits in, but that's a, I, I'm happy with the signing um, for myself. Nice.
1: The only other, I mean, obviously there's probably a lot and we may have a cipher through some of this a little bit later, but I, ha- um, I have a little bit of a list. Okay. I will say the Obama Yang to Chelsea thing, I think was done, has been confirmed um, to the Arsenal fans out there. It'd be interesting to have him back in London. Uh, I look forward to Arsenal Chelsea slightly more now, um, and hope we
0: kick some ass. Um, I'll be interested also, to see whether that helps Chelsea at all. I was about to say, yeah, I'm, not convinced, I'm not convinced that it's their forward either. line that's the problem. I think it's the distri- the getting yeah, the, the ball the from their midfield to the yeah. to the forwards is maybe more of their problem. Yeah. But actually, while we're talking on Chelsea, this should have gone in the previous section. My apologies, but <laughs> while we're talking about Chelsea, and forwards, when did we
1: ever uh, not like forget to? Add- do something Timo
0: just just a, just a little shout real quick Timo Werner scored a hat trick this weekend
1: look um, we said this whenever like a week two weeks ago that Timo Werner is back at Leipzig and he's suddenly getting the passes he wants
0: and he was in it like unable to make at the end of the passes. day Chelsea did not play a style of football that Timo Werner needs to play to play yeah and that's why it matters that you're not just signing players who are good, but they are good. And, so- and they fit in your, and system. Fit your system. Yeah. Because Timo Werner, I think is a very good player, had a really hard time at Chelsea because he does not fit their system. Nope. There are yeah. players that are adaptable and you can put them in different systems and it's fine. Timo Werner not one of them. No, nope. And I think you see what happens when he's back in a system that works for him yeah he's playing well um he's scoring hat tricks <laughs> scoring a lot of hat tricks um do you want
1: to um the obama the um arthur to liverpool is the other big one that i
0: see right yeah here. that one is um, alone okay um from huve to liverpool so that one's alone yeah. um i'm not sure if there's a buyout clause there or what exactly going on there i'm I haven't not really yet. sure what that
1: honestly liverpool has a lot of injuries they might just be hoping to try and build up a little bit of a some sort of like yeah i think it number more, of players it, honestly because yeah, it they, makes they're more lacking sense. in that
0: depth. it makes more sense as a loan um i'd be really yeah. confused if they bought him I agree. um but yeah. i will see i don't really have a lot to say on that other than like i kind of right. forgot that arthur existed <laughs>
1: That's well, all we don't, I don't, Yeah, I didn't. I haven't watched Juventus that much. Um, anyone else on that you had um, that you know, was notable?
0: Anthony from Ajax. Oh, yes. To Manu. Um, he's a good player. 82 million Manu. Oh wait. Okay,
1: I saw this too. Okay, but I think the transfer market we've discussed before is so inflated, like ridiculously it is, inflated. But he's that's 32 mil, million. That's 30 mil more than City played for Holland. No, I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> he didn't. He could not have had a high buyout clause. Like,
0: do you Although think I don't, or? I don't, I don't know what I, they. Ix might have been. I think Manu is desperate, frankly, and I think Ix took advantage of it because oh, wow. Ajax, I, yeah. I don't think Iax really wanted to let him go. Um,
1: because there but was quite Ajax a bit of also about whether
0: he. I think not.
1: Ajax is a very smart team because they are kind of one of those teams where a lot of young players play at and then go to bigger teams i think they know fully how to get the most money out of a player yeah and so i think almost play a different team to get more money out of them
0: yeah i think they i think they
1: fully you know yeah he got one over a on man very there. good he can't be i think he's mil.
0: good 82 mil is too much uh, but it's way too much um, but good on Ajax, because you know. yeah
1: they just got 82 million Lead them dry <laughs> yeah,
0: like, <laughs> might as well but, um, some moves from within the Premier League Willie Bolly went from Wolves to Nottingham Forest um, Dubrovka is going Martin Dubrovka went from um, Newcastle to Man U um, yes. which is interesting I Dubrovka was definitely not going to play over Nick Pope at Newcastle no. um, Pope is just too good um, I don't know if he'll see game time at Manu over De Gea. I don't
1: know. I feel like De Gea is so hit and miss. You never know. But they also have, yeah, I don't know. So it's a loan. They also might just want a second goalie. I don't know who they their other goalkeeper
0: was.
1: Yeah, but Peckerson. who is it? Oh. Yeah, I don't Adam. know. I don't know that. I, that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll see. But that's nonetheless, we'll odd. see.
0: Um that one's interesting. Uh Donker went from Wolves to Aston Villa. That, yeah. Um Maitland-Niles got loaned out from Arsenal to Southampton. Um which is probably fine. I don't think he was going to see the field at Arsenal. no, um, no he wasn't. A I, couple, that's fine. A, a couple two sort of very young uh academy guys from Man City got one I think they were both sold I believe um okay. to Southampton I believe there's buyback clauses oh, um because city likes to do that but um two youngsters um from that went from city to uh Southampton um anything else interesting there William? Who I didn't realize wasn't retired.
1: What was he <laughs> um, on Arsenal? He was at some point on Arsenal, and that's that's when you know a couple we were years peak, ago. But
0: like, but this is saying, this is unattached. So he didn't have. He was a free agent, I guess.
1: Where did he I go? Don't, did
0: he play somewhere last year?
1: I don't know where he went after Arsenal. I like don't even remember us
0: getting rid of him. I think he just disappeared. Um, he went to Fulham.
1: See, no, no, no recollection. While Let they were in the
0: championship, he went to Fulham now. Oh, interesting. Okay, so oh. he left Arsenal in 2021 and then he was at Corinthians in Brazil. Uh,
1: okay, so, year, so last year. He disappeared off
0: of our radar. Sorry. So he apologize. disappeared off. That's why he disappeared off our radar. Uh, but yeah, now Fulham signed him. Okay, well. So I don't know. I don't know
1: we'll see what that does i I doubt he'll see that much playing time a
0: couple guys from psg
1: um did mbappe send some people away
0: (laughs) yeah most likely (laughs) Um, we all know what happens over there there were some other interesting let me see if there's anything else interesting on here um benfica striker carlos Vinicius um went to fulham oh i saw that Actually,
1: Fulham made a couple big deals.
0: I think Everton. Everton offloaded Gomes, um, to Lille yeah. on a loan. Yeah. Um. Da, 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 da. James Garner, who is a Manchester United guy, went to Everton. I don't know who James Garner is, so. That looks like it. Nothing yeah. super crazy. right at the deadline. It looks like.
1: No, I will say it's the. You're on BBC. They have like the window is closed, and they have like Frankie young and like Ronaldo.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so like Ronaldo image.
1: Ronaldo is not going anywhere. Um, and Frankie Young uh held his ground and is staying at Barcelona. So yeah, so they do him.
0: say that things can still come. Like there are, there are potentially deals that have not been announced yes. but as long as the clubs it had happens. details in with the league before the time um, yeah. they can be so Aubameyang is one of those yeah. um, has not been officially announced by the club but th- they expect that it, it is yeah. um, has gone through um, Southampton's Bednarek went to Aston Villa on loan um, that looks the only other interesting thing that has happened since um, I last left. Yeah,
1: I feel like a lot so, of things happened this summer. Honestly, like I feel like a lot of movement happened this summer. So, uh, the not most notable,
0: that. I think, non-moves that people were talking about a lot. Um, Frank de Jong stays at Barca. Yeah. Um, Ronaldo? Ronaldo stays at Manu, and Barca can kiss my ass over Bernardo Silva. Yeah, that was funny. But for so long, they were
1: like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. i like, were like, it it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's like and two then weeks, weeks and you keep happen. saying it's going to happen and nothing's happened. i was so confused Nothing was
0: that. funnier than after the game yesterday, Bernardo Silva himself said, I'm staying at City. He said, he said it to I the was, press. It doesn't really, I, you couldn't. Really and then about two it. hours later, um, some, some Barca Twitter account or whatever was like, it's been activated. And I was like, Barnardo said two hours ago hell? that he was staying at City My Guy. We Give love, it up.
1: We love Give people it clowning over the transfer window. It's a fun time. It can be intense um, and can supply some entertaining tweets. So as
0: a, um, as a sort of um wrap up to that, how would you grade Arsenal's um, transfer window?
1: I mean, honestly, good. We got Gabriel Jesus. I mean, um, I feel like we didn't do as much stuff This year, I felt like we very, like Arteta spent a lot of money last year. um, And I feel like we offloaded a couple people who needed to be offloaded. Like Tavares went out on loan. Maitland-Niles went out on loan. Um, And those players were never going to be seeing um, the field. Um, Obviously, like Saliba came back from loan. Like we had some key players come back to us who are clearly good. And obviously, I, I mean, I'll continue saying getting Gabriel Jesus and really getting a striker. I mean, has done a world for this team. Um, and I, even though it's really like our only big signing, I would say this year,
0: it's massive. So I'm very. So happy would you give it an A? Would you give it an A minus? Would you give it an A plus? A-? How are How are you grading her?
1: An a. I'll give them an A. I'm feeling optimistic about Arsenal. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that the core of the team are the young guys who we've had who have been coming up to the system. Um, and I'm happy if that's the case. So
0: yeah, might as All well. All I will say, I, I will say I'd also give give cities an A. Holland. Yeah. Holland. Um, Holland even an A. <laughs> it's Holland. We signed a left back. Um, we oh, signed Zinchenko. Holland, we signed a left I, back. I um, forget about
1: Zinchenko. I'm sorry. He's been injured a couple of weeks, so he left my mind. Also a great steal from city as Arsenal seems to be doing. Um but yes. yeah still, but Yeah. So yeah, so I'd give
0: Cities an A. We signed um I you know we signed Holland, we signed a, a striker, a left back and a center back, which is where yeah. we were really um and a six. Yeah. So which were the the we didn't sign any wingers. They we actually offloaded a winger because we did not need any more wingers. Fantastic you um, love when that happens. <laughs> and yeah i would give i'm very pleased with uh with cities Windows as well i would say like i think there's a there's a difference between you can tell i think which coach uh which clubs have good scouting and a good understanding of what their identity as a club is yeah. and yes. which teams just buy players who are good yes
1: yes i'm and not going to name
0: names but you know who <laughs> i'm talking about
1: i also think i mean i will say i think that I think there's always the pressure to get the best player because it's the name and you think they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, And I will say, and I, I hope I keep saying all this stuff. I'm like, Arsenal is probably going to like lose their next two games, but Arsenal, I do feel like kind of is proof that Arteta was giving time and he picked the right players and he wanted the right players. I mean, he offloaded Obama and clearly for a reason. Um, yeah, Um, And it's clearly worked. And I think city is I mean obviously Arsenal was behind City in the process but City was like that as well I think so. Yeah. So I think mark of a good
0: manager honestly. I, and I think like people talk a lot about money that clubs are spending um and sort of stuff like that and I think okay fair enough but uh, at the end of the day all the big clubs you know that have a lot of money spend a lot of money. Um but I think you a better way to talk about club spending money is is how well is that money being spent. I mean, right. Man United has spent um, the
1: most money I think out of any club in some window of time. I forget what it is. In and summer. Clearly... I think it's the biggest
0: net spend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we can see where, I mean, they're not bad, but. Are, but are yeah, they? you can see, I think, um, and, and just sort of on that note, you can see kind of funny things. Um, it was funny. It was the seven year anniversary of um, De Bruyne's signing a couple of days ago. And um the the clips were running around of the sky sports guys talking shit about um city paying they paid like 40 something or 50 something for him for de Bruyne from Germany um and they were talking mad shit about how city was crazy for paying that much for Kevin de Bruyne he's a Chelsea reject how why did they pay so much for him they're getting highway robbery blah, blah 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 and it's just always funny to see those clips go around um because I think like it quite often you see that sort of reaction about players. But I think very often, very, very often in City's case, um, do do those sorts of things, get, their words get eaten. Um, because City has a very, very good talent selection team. Their scouts are really good. and And I think part of that is because, you know, Pep's been there enough time now, that there's a very clear identity. And I think Arsenal is starting to get the same thing too, right? Like there's a very clear identity of how they play and what types of players are like fit their, fit their game. There's an identity, not only to the club, but to the type of, to like the style of play. There's a style of play identity there that just makes recruitment so much easier. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, um, that's all we have for this
1: week. I would think um going into like, you know, week 6 and stuff, the beginning of the season is kind of over. We're kind of, you know, getting going. We're into um, the yeah. We're getting into it. Um it's kind of full force until the World Cup. So, a lot more to come next week.
0: Um but do you have any last words before we close out? Um first first mat round of the Champions League starts yes. midweek next week. Um I expect we'll probably do something similar in the sense that, um, we will probably talk to you next after those Champions League games. Yeah. yeah. So looking forward
1: to it, but, um, enjoy the games coming up in the next week and we will
0: talk to you soon. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on kicking balls.